What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Big Ron the Champ's podcast. This is your host, Big Ron the Champ. Oh, yeah. I've been paused here for like five or ten minutes trying to think of something interesting to talk about. That's all I got. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's like, uh... What's the fucking auditory version of, um... Is it stage fright? Writer's block. I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I. Can, most of the time I can never shut the fuck up. But then sometimes it's just like I just don't have anything to say. I'm just all blocked up. It's like it's, it's fucking weird. Oh well. What can you do? Sometimes you got it. Sometimes you don't got it. Fuck. I don't know. My brother gave me this really great speech when I was young. I was really fucking depressed, and um, I didn't understand it. It made no fucking sense to me. It was seasonal depression. But um, it was like, I don't understand. Sometimes I like know what to say. I'm really like clever and funny and full of energy. And like, I'm really sociable. And then other times like, I, I can't get a single fucking word out and I'm all fucked up. And like, I'm just so awkward and uncomfortable and I don't know how to be around people and I don't know what to say. And I'm just like forcing myself to say anything. And then it's so awkward and painful. I don't remember exactly what the speech was. Or it was not a speech technically. It's just a, it was just a kind of a pep talk, I guess. My brother was just saying like sometimes, you know, you are that guy. You know, you're super on the ball and you know what to say and you're like really fucking with it. And then other times you're just completely fucked. You know, you're just like you're just not on at all. I don't know. It was a lot more eloquent than that, but uh, it was very comforting. I just wish I could remember what the exact fucking thing was. But it's that's the gist of it. Is just. Uh, I don't know, I say this a lot, it's like never take uh, for granted anything, even your ability to interact with people. Um, actually, one time I remember just, my friend asked me to call someone for her, and I was like, okay. Um, and then I made like a couple phone calls or whatever, and she's like, she's like in awe that I did that, just to like randomly call people, she has like terrible, terrible social anxiety, she's like, I could never do that, I could never just call someone and talk to them and ask questions and be like outgoing and shit. I'm like, over the phone is, is a hell of a lot easier. For me, it's when people look at me. Don't you look at me. <laughs> That's what I get bothered. I don't know. I don't know when the fuck that started. It's just like, uh, I don't know. I think that's pretty common. People are watching you do stuff, and then you feel judged. And then if you're just thinking you're imagining it, they, they confirm all of your fucking, um, all of your fucking, like suspicions because then they follow up with questions like fuck I'm forever answering the follow-up exams to confirm all my paranoia that I am being watched monitored judged and um, like I'm some kind of goddamn fucking animal in a human zoo you know it's just like fuck people will tell me they saw me doing something somewhere and asked me what I was doing and why I was doing this and why I was doing that and it's just like why do you stop fucking watching me do you know how many stories I have where I'm sitting around watching fucking people, wondering what they're doing, judging their every fucking move, and then later following them up? Sometimes it's not even anything like, it's just like, oh, I saw you in this place. Okay, is there, is that it? Like, is this what you do? You fucking see people doing stuff or somewhere, and then you fucking ask them or tell them, like, is this like some sort of power move so I know that you're following me? So I know that you got eyes on me, I, I that you're watching, like, fuck, 
the funny, well, funny is not the term, not the term at all, but my neighbor, one of my neighbors was like, uh, a lot of them have confirmed that they're watching me all the time. You can feel the eyes on you. That's a weird phenomenon where you can feel people watching you. <laughs> I was I was burning holes in the back of his head saying, give Ronnie your sausage. <laughs> That's a line from uh, Legend. Is it Legendary or Legend? Ah, that's important. I don't know why I talk about that movie a lot. It's one of my babies. <laughs> I just answered the fucking question. Ah, gosh. Anyway, the, um... Yeah, he's talking about looking at somebody. And, uh, well, he's fucking mentally insane. But anyway, it is a phenomenon that other people have observed. When other people have observed something, it confirms to me that it's real. Because all anything needs to be to exist in this reality is for other people to agree that it's real okay there's so many things that's how religions work won't get down that rabbit hole that's how uh, society works that's how laws work that's how corporations work that's how uh, so many things that are imaginary exist just because we all say they do so there it's like uh, E. Minum said E. Minum can Spenny possibly be that fucking stupid on Kenny versus Spenny? I don't know why I had to clarify. Is there any other fucking Spenny in the world? I mean, there's other people named Spencer, but who the fuck would ever call themselves Spenny? Nobody. Nobody. You know, there's a lot of Svens, but not Svennies. I don't know. Actually, that as much as I absolutely love that show, and I do, uh, Idiot, is it Idiot Abroad? Is that, how is, is that what the, the... Whatever, the one with Ricky Gervais and Carl Pilkington. I think it's Idiot Abroad. Um, that That is the best fucking show. It's like an ultimate version of Kenny vs. Spenny, but it's all just like this giant fucking Spenny humiliation. Like, Carl Pilkington is just like a far funnier fucking douchey British Spenny, and he's going all over the fucking... Uh, all over the world getting tortured. And it's like, at least Kenny versus Spenny, like Kenny, at least, even if he was cheating most of the time, he was he was participating. And it's just like, in this case, it's, um, I can't remember the other guy's name, but it's the other guy, that tall British guy. Yeah, that's it, that's, that's a perfect. He's tall, he's British. Can I fucking be any more specific? I can't remember his fucking name. Um, and uh, Ricky Gervais are just like sitting in an office somewhere, just planning out the torture and demise of their buddy and he's just going along with it like it doesn't make sense but I don't know when you first start watching the show you're like oh no I kind of feel bad for this guy like you'd feel bad for Spenny if he wasn't a dick but once he starts being a dick to people you're like oh okay well fuck this guy <laughs> um and that's what it's like with Carl Pelkington and like the very first episode you're like oh no why are they torturing him so much and then he's talking to some fucking Chinese guy who he doesn't think is saying his name properly. And he's like, no, it's Carl. No, it's Carl. You're not saying it properly. And he's just like, "That's I can't remember what his voice sounds like. But he's just such a dick. And you're like, oh, this guy's a dick. Fuck him. <laughs> it's like in um, the perfect uh, summary of this was in um, The Simpsons when <sighs> David Hyde Pierce is on the show with... Uh, with um, Kelsey Grammer or whatever. He plays a Sideshow Bob's brother, Sideshow Cecil or whatever. I don't know if he's a Sideshow. But anyway, uh, he's, he's fucking auditioning or whatever with for like Krusty's sidekick and then fucking... He's like, let me give you a free comedy tip. The pie gag only works if you have dignity. 
It's like no one wants to see someone without dignity get tortured. No, sorry, sorry. I'll never say no one. Don't deal in absolutes. Um, but, like, it's just so much better if the person has some sort of fucking dignity. It's just more enjoyable. Because, like, if you're taking down someone that's already down, it's like, you know, there's some humor. There's some enjoyment to that, I guess. But it's so much better if someone's, like, a stuck-up dickhead. And, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's more justifying. It's more satisfying, I guess you could say. But I don't, I don't subscribe also to that fucking idea that you can't punch down. Or, you know, you know what I mean? Because that's just silly. It's like, why the fuck not? But also, uh, or sorry, I might, I've just defined why not. Because it's like, it's more satisfying to see people punching up. But the thing is, if you say you can't punch down, you're, you're, you're placing whatever group of people you're trying to defend with the, uh, the, um, the social justice warrior thing, the, um, the virtue signaling, whatever group you're trying to defend, you've placed them beneath you, beneath you in such a pathetic fucking weak ass way. Like children and animals, you got to advocate for them. But any group of humans that you're placing under your fucking wing and saying, I'm going to protect them, especially if you're like the most hurting douchebag ever. And then you're trying to protect these groups of people. It's like, you're really, really taking away their fucking dignity. Um, and you know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's kind of a paradox there. It's like, you're trying to do it. You're trying to do a good thing. It's like, are you though? Are you trying to do a good thing? Um, or are you just trying to feel good about yourself? That's, that's kind of a philosophical question. We all have to ask ourselves at all times. There's so many things that I I've done where I thought I was doing the right thing. And it may or may not have been the right thing or a good thing, but a lot of it is just to feel good about yourself. You know, it's, uh, it is what it is. That's why I do a podcast. I just want to feel good about myself. Well, I like to work through a lot of fucking thoughts in my fucking head. I used to set out to be trying to be like entertaining or whatever. Um, or insightful. But now I just like to ramble because it makes me feel better. Um, I don't know why I act like there was a change, a shift. That's I think that's always been the case. It's fun to imagine everything is new. Like everything is fresh. Like not, not, like not you know, not everything has been the same for fucking centuries. It's fun to imagine everything is brand new and fresh and, and you know, whatever go is going on in your life is important. And uh, it, it's a fun feeling, you know? So, uh, or at least it's satisfying to say that. That's a better term. But anyway, I was having a discussion recently about entertainment and how fucking terrible it used to be. Like, can you imagine, like, going back 100, 200 fucking years where like the greatest entertainment ever like you might be able to see a play like if you were lucky if you saved up all your fucking gold coins and you fucking went and saw like the best Shakespeare play ever you might get to see like one maybe a couple shows in your fucking life that were even half fucking decent it's just like you know you go to fucking church because you're just so desperate for any fucking form of entertainment you know like yeah you can read a fucking book like some kind of fucking nerd but, like, to actually be entertained, if you're really, really lucky, you know, you lived in, like, ancient Rome or one of those places where you could go to, like, the Colosseum and watch people fucking battle to the death, that'd be fucking badass. Now, we see that as barbaric, but we'll still go to a Colosseum and watch people battle to, like, the near death in fucking combat. Because that's far more civilized. I'm not being sarcastic. I do believe that's more civilized. Um, but it's still, it's like, fuck... You know, you watch people play football and hockey and shit. They're, uh, you know, they're not trying to absolutely, absolutely murder each other. But it's just like, it's, uh, you can see. It's, actually, you know what was really fascinating? That fucking, um, 
there was a Netflix series that was really good. Uh, Netflix series are really hit and miss. They used to be such top tier fucking uh, quality, but then uh, what are you gonna do? Not like me, anyway. This this is all on point. You know, we're talking about forms of entertainment, but anyway, um, what was that called? I think it was called Home Game. That fucking one they play, and I think it's it's in Italy. I think it's Florence. It's so fucked. They're all dressed up like these crazy medieval jesters, and they're just beating the living shit out of each other. And it's like some kind of weird, like super violent game of Quidditch. And by that, I just mean it's confusing as hell. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but um, it's crazy because uh, I think it's Florence. There's the the city's spread into uh, split into four quadrants. And you're, you can only be born into a team. You can't be traded or bought or whatever. And there's no payment. You just play for honor. Like as if there's no fucking gambling going on. Fuck. Come on. There's, obviously there's fucking... Uh, they're not supposed to play for fucking money. But oh, you know what's the worst is the college fucking sport. Like college basketball and college fucking football. All this shit where they're like not getting paid. But they're making so much money. Like just exploiting the shit out of these poor fucking kids. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? College is one of the worst, worst fucking things. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not education. Education is, the most, is uh, one of the most wonderful things ever. But that's the carrot they dangle on a string and they just extort the fuck out of people. Typically young people that don't know their asshole from the hole in the ground. They've just been indoctrinated to believe that education is the greatest thing which is not wrong, but these fucking cocksuckers are going to fucking milk everything you got. Like I used to say, it's like in, in um, Rexdale, for example, you got a college and you got a fucking, the casino. Well, it's more of a racetrack or whatever. A gambling facility and a fucking university college. The same fucking shit. You dangle the carrot of prosperity in front of desperate, desperate fucking people and you take everything they fucking got. It's fucked. I don't understand how the fuck that's legal. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, Oh, fuck. Anyway, it absolutely kills me. So anytime you have a chance to educate anyone, just fucking do it. Or, or you know what I mean? Like, that's all I can say is to fucking... Anytime someone's... when I don't know. Like I was trying to give examples about that. Sorry, this is a good example of when I, I think I'm being a good person, but I'm just trying to make myself feel better because, you know... It's just, it's just a constant jerk-off. Actually, one time I was wasting a bunch of time, a long time ago I used to do this, uh, wasted a bunch of time in YouTube comments just talking to people. I also did stumble across some really rewarding, I feel like I constantly have to justify anytime I bring this up. I have like a disclaimer I have to run through. Um, I've had some really enlightening, rewarding uh, in exchanges of information and conversations on the internet forums. It is possible, but you gotta wade through so much shit uh, to get there usually, uh, but anyway, that is what it is, you know, that's just, that's the general public, what can you do, the, uh, okay, I forgot why I brought that up, all right, my brain just completely fucking reset, uh, I've been paused now for a few minutes, and I can't fucking, I don't know why the fuck I brought that up, oh, fuck, okay, I finally remembered, <laughs> somebody was like, somebody was saying, uh, that like 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 spending time commenting on YouTube. Com I love how people in YouTube comments talk shit about everyone else there because everyone else there is fucked. Everyone else there is like a twelve-year-old kid who's fucking stupid who doesn't know shit. Everyone else there is a fucking nerd or a loser for being on a computer. And it's just like I just want to fucking use that Spider-Man meme where Spider-Man's pointing at Spider-Man. It's just like who what? 
how the fuck, like, how did you get here then? Like, how are you here, but also way cooler than everyone else? How can so many people have that exact same fucking mentality going on social media saying how stupid social media is? And it's like, are people complaining about social media? It's like, social media has this great feature that existed for all of human fucking existence, for all this history of the universe. You know how, how it works? You have to engage in it for it to work. So it has this feature where you just don't use the fucking shit and it can't fucking hurt you anymore. And it's gone and it's, it no longer exists. Like it does have value for certain fucking things. You're trying to promote something or a business or you're trying to spread information about something. Um, it's great. It's fantastic. You know, it's, it's a great way to stay in touch in a lot of ways. But it's also a great way to waste your fucking life. Oh, anyway, speaking of wasting your life, it was in the, con uh, contrarily or, or contradicting that, um, I, the guy was saying, well, just, you know, all this fucking commentary is stupid. It's just masturbation. And I'm like, that's a perfect analogy. What's wrong with masturbation? though? That's a very healthy and fucking uh, beneficial act. So you're saying that as a negative, but I find both of these things to be quite enjoyable. Sometimes I do them at the same time. So uh, there you go. Do the math. Can I have a two-liter of pop? I can't go on YouTube comments, but I can have a two-liter of pop. Do the math. Um, anyway. Oh, fuck. I love that. Uh, <laughs> they're interviewing people about uh, the like, new drinking and driving laws. This is going back a little bit. And you can just see like people, this like, lady in her car with a baby. She's like, I'm going to smoke and a drink. And it's like, you know, you work all day. Why can't we drink? This is turning into a communist country. I love how the word communist, communism just, it's lost all fucking meaning. It's just this buzzword, like terrorists or communists or whatever. It's just like, oh, that's bad. Do you know what it is? No, but it's bad. <laughs> it's like, oh, why? What the fuck is so bad about it? Uh, uh, or socialism. Oh, my God, socialism. That's that's what a Nazi is. Like, what's the fuck? That being said, though, Otto von Bismarck was responsible for a lot of great social programs. Um, he, he wasn't actually a fucking Nazi. He was the predecessor to the, like, he was the, uh, like, the, the leader of the German fucking party or whatever in uh, World War One. I. I can't speak intelligently on it. I just started reading because Germany's my favorite, um, um, what's it called? My favorite race of people. I think they're the ultimate race of people. Um, I feel like they should not just joke. No, uh, Civilization, video game, okay? The, the worst thing is, so is when the video games are getting too real. Like, somewhere around, like, you know, the 1930s, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> All the world has turned against me, except for Japan and part of Italy here. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, okay, shit, what happened here? I just like them because they're industrious uh, in real life and in uh, Civilization. But anyway, I... Um, I, I just started reading about Audubon Bismarck, and he was very uh, interesting in the way that he was just trying to make everything better for his people. It wasn't until Hitler came along that he just really, really got out of hand. But, uh, you know, Hitler was one fucking guy. Like, yeah, he was a piece of shit. But um, it's like there was a lot of people involved in that shit. The entire world, almost. Um, I'm sure there were parts of the world that weren't involved. You know what I mean? You call it World War this, World War that. It's just like, I'm sure there's motherfuckers in the goddamn uh, Fal Falklands. I don't know why. Falklands? Falklands? I can't even say that word. Um, I don't know. Like the Amazon jungle, you know. 
fucking, I'm sure there's people in fucking Papua New Guinea that didn't give a flying fuck about, uh, they didn't even have flying fucks, you know, these guys are fucking walking around barefoot, throwing spears at each other, they don't give a fucking shit about some fucking war, and, uh, I don't know, <laughs> this is, I gotta defend these guys against, uh, being... <laughs> mislabeled as being involved in this war. There's a perfect example of defending fucking people that do not need your defense. Um, whatever. Where the fuck? I can't... I, I get so few clear and concise fucking thoughts and usually it's when I'm like working or doing something else. By the time I get down over here, like this whole fucking thing was me just trying to explain how shitty entertainment used to be. All I wrote was the word vaudeville. I was just going to talk about that. Like, you know, like the traveling circus sort of thing or the traveling, like, entertainment industry was just like, you know, an act, like, a, you know, a play and then like a musical number, maybe a magician, maybe a freak show. That's more like the circus thing. But, like, you know, they have variety shows. Like, uh, that's, that's what, um, Saturday Night Live and all those, and like, you know, fucking Ed Sullivan, those are all based off, based off the old fucking vaudeville shows before television. You'd have a variety show. That's where you get, you know, you get the acting and the music and the fucking the comedy holy shit i i don't know like i love stand-up comedy i love to laugh i love i love <laughs> I, lo I love that line in uh, the office i just it's like i don't enjoy the general spirit of music or i can't remember what she says she basically uh, angela basically says she's uh doesn't like happiness <laughs> or something i don't like the general spirit of music <laughs> It's something like that. I don't know. It's fucking hilarious. I, anyway, I love the general spirit of music. I love the general spirit of comedy. But holy shit was comedy bad if you go back like a hundred fucking years. You don't need to go back that far, but God, it's bad. Um, There's still bad comedy now. Don't get me wrong. It's not like it was obliterated. It's like, oh, well, you know, if there's North Americans, why is there still Europeans? Um, you know, if, if we evolve from monkeys, why is there still monkeys? Is what I'm trying to say. I, and then I compare Europeans to unevolved. Uh, they're not as evolved as us North Americans. Right? That's, uh, uh why the fuck did I say that? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saying, uh, just because certain aspects of a thing evolved doesn't mean it all the, the bad shit disappears. Oh, God. I can't stand trying to have an intelligent thought and just sounding like fucking Ricky. That being said, I find Ricky to be one of the most entertaining people. I don't think I'm that entertaining. I just find myself that fucking stupid and train wrecking at times. <sighs> Actually, one time I was described by somebody, I don't know who, as a Ricky-Julian hybrid. And that was one of the most flattering fucking things I've ever uh, been described as. I've been described as a lot worse than that. So, uh, it made me feel good about myself, alright? Because those are those two of my favorite characters. I don't know, I, I uh, love that show because it made you feel alright about living like a fucking scuzz bucket, like a greasy fucking sleaze bag, or it made you feel better that you weren't that greasy or sleazy. Um, I don't know, a lot of that show is, it's although it's satirical, it's very, very fucking relatable. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of that shit is real. Uh, fuck, anyway, what a, what a great fucking show. I think those guys are still going, God bless them. Anyway, love you all. Be well. In fact, in... Welcome back, everybody, to Big Run the Chips Podcast. I'm your host, Big Run the Chip. 
Why do I gotta keep going over this? I mean, you tuned into Big Run the Champs podcast. Why does Big Run the Champ need to A, tell you which podcast it is, and B, who the fuck he is? Who the hell else would it be? Jeez Louise, guys. Do a little bit of your own work, would you? Lazy fucks. I'm just joking. Anyway, why do I gotta tell you I'm joking? Why do I, why do I need to tell you that? Shouldn't you guys just know that? Jeez, again, do your own fucking work for fuck's sake. I gotta tell you everything. I mean, why am I even doing this podcast at all? Because I am an intelligent human being that people look to for advice, how to get through life, okay? I'm your I'm your spiritual guide, guiding your spiritual side, your spirit, your, your, I'm aligning your chakras, okay? If your chakras are out of line, I'm your guy, okay? Now, I just want to jump right into a topic here I was just discussing. Um, like a lot, a lot of times people want to like eat food together and it's a social thing. Now, I don't know, maybe you guys see this differently. I love to eat food. Okay. Everyone loves fucking food. That's how you, I mean, even if you're fucking anorexic, deep down inside, you love food. Actually, you love food so much. You want to obsess your, uh, over the consumption of it. You know, whether you're an overeater or an undereater. We're all obsessed with food in one way, shape, or form. It's how we survive, you know? It's like, it's... Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm very passionate about it myself. Um, but to the point where if I'm eating a fucking meal, like I could put a, put something on in the background, some music show, I could listen to a fucking broadcast. Unless it's my own. Because my own makes me fucking sick. How awesome it is. Um, I don't know where, where that came from. <laughs> it was like completely voluntary. <laughs> Honestly, I, I want to fucking listen to as much of my podcast as I can for quality so I can try to make it better in the future. But I feel like such a fucking Joe Jerkoff listening to my own fucking voice. I can't fucking stand it. I just feel like such a dick. I also, taking pictures of myself makes me feel like such a fucking loser. That's why when I was at my fucking biggest, I didn't take a single picture. I didn't even look in the mirror hardly. I just knew I was really big because people kept telling me I was. And then I got on a scale. I was like, holy fuck. What the fuck is that? Um, but anyway. Wh- whatever. Wh- now that's just big. Like getting big and eating too much and being muscly and fatty all at once. Um, now I'm talking about being a big success. Alright. And I, you know what I mean? I don't think you do. That was rhetorical. You guys don't know what I mean because you're not fucking big shot celebrities like me. All right? <laughs> I'm just joking. The, um... Oh, fuck. Why do I got to keep doing that? I'm just joking. I'm just joking. It's, a, it's like a compulsive thing, you know? Fuck. I'm just compulsive. Okay, guys? I hate the word just. Anytime someone says just... The context in which I'm so fucking used to just hearing it is when people are trying to make things seem like they're not. Like, you know, you're like doing the most ridiculously difficult job. And they're like, yeah, I just put this over here. Just put that over there. Just got to do this and just do that. It's always a form of subtle manipulation. That's what it is, okay? Anyway, what was I? I was talking about eating food. Eating food takes like at least 90% of my focus to really enjoy food. I mean, I'm sorry, you can eat food and do anything. Uh, that's not my point. My point is, is to really appreciate food, you know, cooking it, fucking preparing it, eating it. I, I have to, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like if I put on a show or a movie, I'm not really 
I, I don't put on something I'm super interested in because I'm more focused on my fucking food than I am on uh, anything else. Th so this is where I have a problem where people want to socialize while they eat. First of all, how the fuck do you talk while you're eating? I don't get that. Because your mouth can only do one thing at a time. Or you're one of these disgusting people that fucking talk while your mouth is full of food. You're spitting fucking food all the guy over the goddamn place. Or you're talking with your mouth open. Or sorry, you're, you're chewing with your mouth open and talking with your mouth full or whatever. It's fucking disgusting. Alright? Uh, also, I don't want to look at people while they are eating. Again, I want to focus 100% on my own fucking food. Or I said 90% so I can have like a show or a music or a whatever. Who the fuck says that? I'd like a music. Could I have a music, please? I would like to consume one music and uh, one uh, television as well. Um, but anyway, I love to talk. I love to socialize. Everyone who knows me knows this. Everyone knows me, you all know me. Whenever I ever refuse an accommodation to talk about nonsense and bullshit. Fuck. You know what I mean? It's like, that was a really terrible godfather. I am a godfather, so that was a good godfather impression. It was a terrible uh, Marlon Brando impersonation, okay? It was a terrible Vito Corleone. Um, anyway. I, I get it that, like, there was a time when there was no other, like, place in the day to socialize because you spent all day, like, fucking plowing the fields by hand and fucking, uh, you know, harvesting the crops and darning fucking socks out of fucking yarn and shit and shearing sheeps. And then you got one fucking, like, half an hour break to eat dinner with the family, and that's when you got to fucking chit-chat and talk, and that was your entire social life. But now, we socialize so fucking much. So much of us are spending socializing. So I think... I love to socialize. I love to eat. I don't understand how you would do them at the same fucking time. And you can say, oh, it's just people and the fucking technology. We should all be fucking... No, that's fucking stupid. I'm not saying let's not socialize. I'm just saying I don't want to look into people's disgusting fucking mouths while they're eating. I don't want them watching me fucking eat and smear fucking sauce all over my fucking face and spill shit into my fucking beard and be fucking gross. Um... Actually, one thing I do every once in a while, I do like to just very rarely eat around people so I don't get too fucking gross. Because, you know, if you're on your own for too long and, like, you know, you're just eating on your own, you, you could just develop some really disgusting fucking habits. But, again, it should never be anyone's fucking business because it should be the, the business of your own. The only people that need to eat with other people or, like, be monitored by other people are little kids because they're going to, like, they don't know how to fucking eat and they're going to, like, choke or they're just fucking being stupid, like, smushing shit all over their face. And they're fucking grosser than hell. And then at that point, as soon as they're able to eat on their own, it's like, okay, now let's just watch a fucking show or a movie or a fucking... And, oh, yeah, so anyway, it's like, no, it's, it's like fucking modern, the modern thing that didn't used to happen. It's like, no, in medieval ages, they had dinner and a fucking show. So you didn't have to have stupid, lame fucking conversations. You could watch a fucking show while you're eating. That's medieval times right there. You go to emulate that fucking experience. And it's the greatest fucking thing ever. I was talking shit about how terrible entertainment used to be, um, but that that's, a, I mean, that's not like, you can't do that like fucking six hours a day. It's not like you can go to medieval times every single fucking day, or maybe you can. I don't fucking know. I, I don't think it's feasible, but um, 
that is a, that is a huge exception where it's like that is like the coolest fucking shit ever. Actually, I did say that in ancient times, watching like gladiators fight or whatever. No, that would be fucking amazing going to like a medieval fucking tournament. But uh, yeah, just eating a fucking feast and watching uh, watching some live fucking battle that that's fucking phenomenal. But anyway, I. I there's got to be some happy medium between that and looking into somebody's disgusting fucking face while they fucking chew and shit. But anyway, I feel like I've made this point ten times over. I don't know if you guys fucking understand what I'm saying. I just, uh, I feel like it needs to be said. And not while I'm fucking eating. Oh my god, you ever hear someone doing a fucking podcast and hear munching on shit? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You work like an hour a fucking week, if that. You can't just fucking chill the fuck out. You're gonna fuck... Yeah, like... Like, what the fuck? Come on. Give me a break. Actually, that was really funny in the office. <laughs> fucking Ray Romano. He just... He doesn't think he has the interview, so he just starts being a total dickhead. As if he had any other option of being likable. He probably did the take, like, 17 times, and they're just like, can you just please be like... Like, fuck it, let's just rewrite the scene where he's trying to be an unlikable dick. Actually, the funniest thing Ray Romano ever did was, uh... It was one of these, like, I don't know if you... What the fuck it was... He was just, like, wandering up to, like, the comedy store or something. Like, I don't know, some comedy place. And he was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I used to work here. Yeah, I used to walk up this road. And, like, they're just, like, following with the camera on the sidewalk. He's like, I used to park over here sometime. Yeah, that's the spot I used to park in. Or if someone was parked there, I'd, I'd park there. And he's just, like, pointing at parking spots. I'm actually pointing right now. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see that. <laughs> you're, fig- you're figuring out that you're pointing at things like... And it's just like, I, is he? <laughs> I don't know if he's serious and this is just supposed to be something or he doesn't know the camera's rolling and he's just fucking muttering. But <laughs> it's the funniest shit I've ever seen. Actually, no, sorry. The second, the funniest thing I've ever seen him do. I actually love Ray Romano. But <laughs> fucking, um, I just thought it was so fucking absurd. I found the entire his entire entire comedy routine somewhat lackluster. I don't know. I enjoyed his show. Everybody loves Raymond. I uh, I didn't watch like every single fucking episode, but I, I mean, I, I like I really like Frank Boyle. I love um, like, I don't know his fucking name. The guy who plays Robert, the big guy. Um, I love like I, I don't know. The, the show's kind of fucking cheesy, but I do like all the people in that in that show. Anyway, in case you guys are wondering my opinion on that fucking show. Uh, Oh, in his comedy act, though, he's just talking about his life or whatever, and he's like, he's like, you know, and uh, uh, I got a show, you know, they gave me a show, and you guys will get yours, everyone gets one. <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid. It's just like everyone gets a sitcom, you know, it's how it works. <laughs> oh, shit. I used to work with this Chinese kid. Well, he was Chinese-Filipino. Um sure that's important to the story but he had he had somewhat of a Ray Romano voice like he had that oh yeah oh man Ron, I hate working like a Kermit the Frog sort of Jim Henson thing he's like oh fuck I hate working with you I love you Ron but man we always get fucking killed <laughs> we always get the worst fucking jobs but I don't know everyone I worked with would say that that they got the worst fucking jobs. The thing is, is we thought we were cursed. We thought we were like, but then we found out later on that it was when you're a sub 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 contract, you're at the end of the fucking totem pole, or you know what I mean? You're, uh, not the end. You're at the bottom of the fucking pyramid. So all the work that can get fucking subcontracted is not randomly distributed. They're just going to give you the shittiest fucking job. There's so many fucking factors that can make a job an absolute nightmare. Like when it comes to, you know, in this case, it was mostly water heater installs. So they were just giving the shittiest shit work 
to the fucking sub sub subcontractors, which essentially became it was like you were sub sub subhuman, you know. And uh, yeah, you're like your safety didn't matter. You paid a fraction of the money to do the job, and then uh, I don't know, it was fucking. And you got all those shittiest fucking work. But for me, I as much as it was absolutely fucking horrific, <laughs> it was some of the worst fucking shit I've ever experienced in a lot of ways. It after that everything feels easy. Every single day I have to remind myself uh, about how much worse it could be, you know? you got to work some really nightmare shit situations, some horrible fucking shit, so that you can appreciate the rest of fucking life. you got to go through that shit, you know? Or you, you don't have to. You can see what it looks like people that have to. You're fucking miserable because you got no, you know, you got no scale. And, and then it wears off, too, you know? You can get too comfortable. You can get too comfy cozers too comfy cozers, and um, I don't know why I had to say that, I didn't even want to say that once, why did I say that twice, that was a quote from Spencer Nolan Rice, he's trying to have more fun, and he's like, I like to get all comfy cozers, he's got a fucking snuggie, and he's reading a book, and it's like, I love reading, um, but, fuck the snuggie, are you fucking kidding, someone just put a house coat on backwards, like, man, you should go on Dragon's Den and get a million dollars, I don't know if they were on Dragon's Den, but it's like, that's a million dollar idea! Okay, sure. A fucking blanket with sleeves. It's not the worst idea. You know, but, uh... I don't know, any, anytime someone's like, well, I could have come up with that, it's like, yeah, but you didn't, so shut the fuck up. Or, like, anytime someone did, like, a piece of art, well, I could have done that, well, you didn't, so shut the fuck up again. That being said, some music is so fucking terrible. It's like, if I could have come up with that, if I if I can actually just fucking make that myself, it's it's not that it's necessarily bad. It's just like, it's... There, there's, I don't know, there's objective fucking uh, standards of quality. When it comes to fucking music, when it comes to food, when it comes to movies, when it comes to everything, there's... Just because you like something doesn't determine its quality necessarily it determines that's one factor of quality but it's like you can't compare like some cheesy fucking pop song that, that took 30 seconds to write to some like fucking symphony that like master fucking genius composers and musicians spent like their entire life working on and say that like you know the the, the level of fucking dedication and and talent and fucking um, hard work and all this fucking shit that went into something is undeniable. That is that is objective. Now, now what the likability is the subjective part, okay? Actually, you know, it's funny. They were having a debate about the objective, subjective, subjective, yeah, fuck! Objective, subjective fucking um, point of view in that episode of Kenny vs. Spenny, because Spenny is like, the best way to summarize a guy like that. I love that show. I love those guys. But he's like a fucking alien that just landed on goddamn Earth and just doesn't understand human beings. They don't. He doesn't understand how to interact with them or how they operate. So it's like him like trying to have the, as much fun as possible. It's like he just doesn't understand. Like he's never had fun before. You know, it's me like, oh, I, I sitting around a table having an intelligent conversation. Like, you know, he has no fucking idea what any of these guys are talking about. He just like, or like trying to seem intelligent or like make him, his idea of like what acting is or what theater is or what, um, I don't know. It just, it just seems like, it's like he just like got this body of a, of a fucking human and he's just like, does never really been a person before. It's actually kind of sad. But you don't want to empathize too hard because then you can't enjoy the show. you got to kind of be like, okay, this guy's just enough of a dick that we don't mind that he's getting tortured. But you know what? There's a small 
wicked, horrible part of us that loves watching people get tortured. Like, it's like in Game of Thrones. Fucking that uh, Reek guy or whatever, uh, Alfie... What the fuck's his name? He's definitely one of Mick Jagger's bastards. You can just... It's undeniable. Uh, Alfie Allen. And, um... Yeah, he's just getting fucking absolutely horrible, the most horrific torture of all fucking time. And we're all just sitting there loving it. Even if we think it's bad, we're still loving it. We're still enjoying it. Like, all the good stuff on the show, but all the evil, you're still loving it. And then people are like, oh, that's sick and twisted if you think about it. Is it, though? Because that's all imaginary. You know, that's really fucking sick. When you turn on the fucking news and the fucking TV, or, or, or you know what I mean, the, the newspaper, whatever, you're getting the news about real actual fucking war and suffering and dying and torture and, and murder and all this shit, and that's your entertainment. That's real life shit that's your entertainment. You know, it's like, that's fucked up. Um, but whatever, you know. And ironically, is me talking about it right now is, a, is using it as a form of entertainment or whatever. But... Uh, I'm all about the irony. But like I said, you know, like we all, we all learned if you ever fucking studied ironies, we've always got it wrong all the time. And that is the only true form of irony, apparently, because we're just completely misunderstanding it. We're probably misunderstanding fucking everything. It's like everything is just, you know what, if it were, if it were good enough to fucking be important, we'd understand, it'd be more understandable. You gotta, you gotta t turn the, the burden of blame onto the fucking... Right now, it's the concept of irony or any other concept that's difficult to, difficult to understand. Got to dumb it down a little, you know what I mean? I, I don't have patience to really fucking wrap my head around different fucking concepts. But anyway, guys, why don't you give me your fucking uh, opinions? What do you think? Do you like to fucking talk to people while you're eating? Have you tried the lasagna? The reason I can't say fucking think it's hilarious, that fucking thing with the guy, I just found out about it. I'm sure this thing is old as fuck. The guy from the country fucking buffet or whatever that cuts the, the meat carver guy. It's brand new to me because I never fucking saw it. <laughs> Did you see the game last night? It's like, it, it makes me so fucking, like it's funny as hell, but it's so, it makes me so angry. Like when I, when I want to eat, because also there's something primal about when you're about to fucking eat. Like something that goes back like a million fucking years. You're like a primate. You're just like, you're about to eat and you get really defensive and like you're just like aggressive because you don't want anyone to fuck with you to be between you and your ability to eat. Plus your guard is down slightly and it's more enticing. I think that you're going to be drawing in other fucking predators or people that were going to try, other people, other animals that would maybe try to steal your food or fuck with you while your guard is down and you're trying to eat. Um... Like, to this day, I get stressed out if I'm... I can't... Or, I cannot eat, sleep, fucking shit. I can't do anything that's going to put me in a vulnerable fucking state if I'm stressed out. Because even though there's no... There's usually no fucking uh, real threat of danger or violence in my brain. It's like I'm stressed out. I'm in this fucking emergency state. So, I can't, I can't relax enough to fucking digest food or to fucking... Uh, to sleep. Definitely not. Like, I'm constantly fucking feeling... Like, I have to be fully alert at all times, and that's, that's fucked. That's, that's being fucked in the head. But anyway, regardless, that's why I don't want to fucking talk to my, or talk to people, or explain what I'm doing, or have conversations when I'm trying to fucking either attain food or consume it. Um, it's just like, afterwards, yeah, I'll fucking chat up a goddamn storm. I'll talk to you before or after, but not like, not when I'm trying to get food and eat it. Like, get the fuck away from me. Don't ask me some stupid fucking questions. Don't be staring at me, watching me, and then commenting after 
about how you were watching me fucking trying to get food or eat the goddamn shit. That's why I always bring this up. Is like people are like, oh, I'd love to be a rich and famous like a celebrity. It's like I wouldn't want to do that for even a not even for a minute. That was a Bob Einstein impression. Um, when he has to sit in his dead father's fucking uh, chair or his uh, seat at the fucking baseball game. Not even for a minute. <laughs> I don't know. I just love that guy's voice. Super Dave Osborne, Marty Funkhauser, Bob Einstein. He's fucking funny. Um, actually, he died. But the thing is, I don't use him in past tense because I feel like he's still funny now. And I feel like guys like that will live on through their work just as I will. I'll be eternalized through my podcast. Holy shit, there's no one on my street. I'm actually going to be able to park in front of my house without parallel parking. I thought parallel parking was a useless skill, but I'm glad I learned it when I did. All right, guys, not all skills are uh, as useless as you might think they are. Anyway, I love you guys so much. Uh, let me know what your thoughts are um, on the whole eating thing. Maybe I'm just being a fucking grump and a grouch. And, uh, I just feel like I'm on so much with the socializing, and then when I'm eating, my guard is down, and I just got, like... And also, anyone who's eaten with me knows that it takes me, like, two hours to consume a fucking meal. So if you talk to me, it's going to be three hours, and you're going to be sitting at the fucking table with me, or I'm just going to be sitting there eating all this food. That's why I usually eat after everyone goes to bed, because it takes me fucking forever, and I don't want anyone to have to sit there for fucking two hours while I fucking nibble away at every single fucking piece of food. The other thing is, is yeah, I only eat... I, I'm, I'm, I'm not Muslim. Actually, I do face Mecca a lot of times when I'm working out on the floor. I don't know why. I just My compass always uh, faced Mecca, the one I had on my thing. Anyway, I'm not Muslim, but I do believe, in, and I don't do the Ramadan thing, but I definitely fast until the sun goes down. I just lose my appetite when it's really hot or the sun is shining, and I just like to eat after dark. That's, uh, I don't know. Fuck. That's just my thing. Anyway, God bless, praise be to Allah. God bless you all. Take care. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Big Rod the Chips Podcast. I'm your host, Big Rod the Chip. What's happening, everybody? I had a fantastic today. I had a fantastic today. I meant to say I've had a fantastic day today, but I said it quicker. Save a lot of time like that. Um, so anyway, I got to see a lot of moo cows. I gauge a lot of the quality of my day on the amount of moo cows I see. And uh, even though I see them every day... I got to see new ones today. I was driving up to Simcoe. Um, I don't know. I just love being on the road. It's so it's such a happy fucking time for me. And we went out and got some fucking sushi at some place in Simcoe. Simcoe is fucking booming. I, I can't believe how fucking uh, developed that town is. I think of it as like some really small place, but uh, they got a lot of great food options. I'll give them that. Anyway. Um, I got some work in the car done. I got some fucking, I got my taxes done. I got a nice refund, but then it all went to paying off the fucking remainder of my Serb debt. So I was like, oh, well, at least that's one more fucking debt gone. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever be, I'll never be debt free, but it's like, it's nice to just bang a few out here or there, you know? I banged out a big one a while ago that I never thought I was gonna get rid of one of my, my business debts. It's funny, I was talking to one of my best buds about uh, business, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm in a great position to start a business because I got nothing, so I got nothing to lose. And it's like, yeah, that's really, that's how I, I started with nothing. I got a, I got a shitload of stuff. 
Um, the thing is, yeah, you got nothing to lose, but you can end up indebted for fucking ever. And I didn't give a shit because I was just like, fuck that, fuck everything. I'm never owning a vehicle. I'm never going to own a house. And, uh, well, that's all well and good and, and for a while. But then after a while, it's like, ah, fuck, I need somewhere to live. I need something. I need to get to work. I need to, you know what I mean? It's like, it would be nice to live outside the confines of society and like have all these bills and all this shit. Um, but you get to a point where you got to find a balance between fucking, you know, the stress of having to pay for shit and the stress of not having shit, right? Like, yeah, I'd love to be able to not have a vehicle. Now, technically I don't have a vehicle, but I do have to operate one every day. Um, and technically, yeah, I don't want to own a house. I never will. That's fine. But I do have to live somewhere. So it's like, what the fuck am I going to do? Eh, it's an uphill battle. But anyway, I try to, uh, I try. It's not, uh, it's not fucking easy. I don't, I don't, uh. But anyway, financial troubles are, that's pretty much everybody. You know, like, even when I'm doing well with money, it's like, it's still, you gotta be fucking careful. Because you could just, in a blink of an eye, you fucking, uh, you know, you could be absolutely fucked. But anyway, my whole point with the whole business thing is people think, oh, you got nothing to lose, it'll be fine. But it's like, no, you can sink yourself into fucking debt that you can't even imagine. Like, personal debt is outrageous at times. But when you have a business, you can go in a, you can get credit like you can't even imagine. They think you're just this fucking, I don't know. There's so many things in place to fuck small businesses over. That's why I can't stand listening to people talk like, oh, yeah, it's real easy to start a business and get rich. Like, yep, that's why everybody does it, and that's why everybody's rich. Absolutely. Like, fucking, uh, I don't want anyone living in imagination land. I don't want to be the one to bring them out of there. I, I, I and I'll, honestly, it's only a matter of time. I, if you can, if you can live in fucking la-la land, don't let anyone take you out of there. Stay there as long as you can. Stay here as long as you can. I was just talking with one of my best buddies, uh, about how you can just quote that movie every fucking day. <laughs> Obviously, um, Billy Madison, Billy Madison. Anyway, I'm feeling really good about life today. Uh, I'm feeling good, really good about a lot of stuff. On my uh, on my birthday, my missus made me a bunch of cupcakes, and uh, I ate them all. Far more cupcakes were consumed than uh, is a reasonable amount. Now, I, we were just having this conversation. My pal there was saying that he he couldn't imagine getting because the last customer went to is morbidly obese. He's morbid. He's obese. And, you know, the guy's got a lot of problems. And, uh, I don't even want to get into it. But he was like, I can never imagine getting that big. And it's like, I definitely can. Like, the the biggest I ever got was 280. And, uh, even that was a, it was a little bit too much. Um, but I, I do know what it's like to just go home and fucking overindulge and just eat, like, fucking, like, six cupcakes or, like, a hundred fucking chocolate bars or just like sitting there like there's nothing anything in your head that's saying stop you're full you just don't give a fuck you just keep going it's just like you know when you're drinking it's like well if six beer six beer if six beers made me feel fucking great then obviously fucking 37 more would make me feel that much better it's just like it's so fucking stupid but you just cannot stop especially with you know, booze or drugs or whatever, but food can become the same fucking thing. It can just become this fucking addiction. And, uh, 
yeah, next thing you know, you're just fucking pounding this shit down because your brain is getting that reward. You have that reward system in your brain that tells you, oh, sugar, all right, let's gorge on this shit. Because obviously in nature, you don't find, you're not going to fucking be like wandering through the woods and find like a fucking box of Twinkies or a bunch of cupcakes or, or you know what I mean? You, if you do come across some fucking thing that's loaded with fucking sugar, fat, salt, or whatever, all those fucking things, you, you gorge on the shit because you don't think you're ever going to get it again. And then, you know, you can go through that with your life too, you know, where you don't have access to food all the time. And then when you do, you're like, oh my fucking God, and you can't, can't stop yourself. Or uh, the other thing is if you're just fucking depressed or your life sucks, it's just another escape from reality, just from fucking make, like eating your feelings, you know, getting feeling something. Um, I have a really hard time when I stay home to just not fucking, oh my God, that's annoying. But, uh, I have a real hard time fucking, if I stay home, I'll just fucking want to eat all day. Like, if I'm not doing anything, I just sit there and eat and eat and eat. I can't stop. It's just like, fuck. But anyway, that's, uh, it is what it is. But at these people's houses, like, the guy, he, he, the guy's like, fuck, couldn't even get up. He didn't have anything to say. It was, you know, a lot of times you're like, ah, oh, you know, you get irritated by people. But then when they stop irritating you, it's like, as much as I'm grateful that this person stopped irritating me, it's like, I know how much that person enjoyed asking me stupid fucking questions and saying stupid fucking shit. But also, I remember this guy from before. He's a very interesting person. Like, he's fucked in the head, but he's also incredibly interesting and incredibly intelligent. So he really stood out to me. So then it breaks my heart when this guy's just lost his fuck. Because, you know, once they once you lose that, like, um, I don't even know what to call it. You lose the, your fighting spirit, you know. Once that's gone, it's like that guy doesn't have a lot, a lot of time left. And uh, it's crazy the amount of people you're with. And then, like, a week later or a couple days later, you're like, yeah, that motherfucker just died. And it's like, ah, shit. Sometimes it's like, okay, well, survive, surprise he lasted that long. But sometimes it's like, man, that motherfucker was healthy. What the fuck? <laughs> that guy was healthier than me. How the fuck did that happen? But anyway, that just reminds you to try to appreciate life. When you look at this guy's life, it's like, it's almost like fucking, or how this guy was living in the place he lived. It's almost like, eh, is it worth fighting onwards to keep this life going? This? <laughs> anyway, there's another person in there today. I don't know who she was. She was a relative or whatever. She was like, it was like she was doing that thing where like people pretend to clean because their place is like completely trash. They've never cleaned it before, but they're like pretending to clean. Kind of like uh, in like Menace to Society. Like, I don't know why you're pretending to clean. Like following us, following us around. Like we're fucking black guys in South Central LA wandering around a store. Shit. Uh, ah, fuck. What the hell is that guy's name? He's one of my favorite actors. Lawrence Tate fuck he's good he's good in everything he was in uh mess of societies and boys um uh, what the fuck no what, what? um i i linked those two movies together because there's that one then there was south central wasn't nearly as good but those are all grouped together because they're all parodied and don't don't be a menace to south central while drinking your juice in the hood one of the best fucking uh wayne's brothers parodies of all time um but anyway that guy, Larry says, is really good. I'm thinking of uh, Dead Presidents. That was that was fucking good. Um, what else is that guy in? I just watched it. Crash, he was in. He's really good. He's always good, man. He's just one of those guys. Just knocks it right out of the park. The park. What was my point, though? That was such a good fucking scene, though, in Menace to Society. 
it's just like i feel sorry for your mother like what the fuck is wrong with you like i would have been on your side like up until that point it's just like what the fuck what the fuck you just say like why why did you do that man oh anyway what's it called we've all been there i don't know the thing is though it's just like yeah down there it's like there's a lot of fucking racism and shit i was just talking about today like a lot of times i've been harassed or treated like shit because of how i was dressed but um i'd say that's a fucking improvement like yeah poor people are always going to be shit all over but at least it's not racial you know at least it's not uh religious based at least people are shitting on you just for the way you dress because you can change your fucking clothes i think it's fucked that you get uh, judged like that, but um, anyway, um, let's fuck. I'm out of my element here. I'm in my wife's car. It's all fucking different. Anyway, um, I fucking love driving this car, man. It handles so nice. It's just it's got fucking turbo in it. It's just so fast. I'm just so used to driving trucks that are really slow and clunky and shit, and uh, I don't know, I don't mind that at all, I'm never really in a hurry, but it is kind of fun to drive a small car that's really fast every once in a while. It's uh, Today's episode was brought to you by the Buick Encore. It's a Buick, but it's also a fucking SUV, but it's like not really big, but it's just like, I find, I don't know, I used to hate hatchbacks and mini SUVs, but I really fucking love these things now. They're like my favorite vehicle. And honestly, it's what I want to drive now. And like I was saying, I was playing fucking Saints Row. And it's like, it's a video game where you could have anything in the world you can imagine almost. And I was just like, I just took some shitty little fucking hatchback and souped it up. And it was like my favorite fucking car. Because I'm like, that's what I want to drive now. That's, I've already gone over this before, but it's one of my favorite things to talk about. Because it's like where your video game life resembles your regular life. Where you're actually just living the way you want to live. Are you falling back? I was talking to one of my best pals about this. Falling back in love with your job. And, and learning to appreciate all the good stuff you have in your life rather than just striving way too hard or, or feeling way too down about what you already fucking have. Now, you should never get too comfortable. You should always try to do better. But, you know what I mean? You've got to take a step back and be like... What I always say is like one of my favorite practices, you talk to somebody, you can have an imaginary conversation or a real conversation with someone who lives in a part of the world where they just have it way worse. They just have so much less. They have a really shitty quality of living. And you try to explain your problems to that person. And then you realize, oh my God, I should be so fucking grateful for everything I fucking have. How the fuck did I get like this? You know, so ungrateful and so wanting so much more. And honestly, don't beat yourself up so hard because we all go through this. But also, there's so many fucking things in place constantly. Every time you go online, every time you turn on the radio, every time you turn on the television, every time you turn... Like even this shit, I'm telling you how much I love this car. I'm advertising to you. I'm constantly... We're constantly being fed this stream of shit that makes us think that we need more than we need. And what we have is not good enough. And we need more. Like, it, advertising has gotten to the point where it's so fucking advanced. Like, it's like in Futurama where he's like, what? I can't believe there's advertisements in my dream. And he's like, when I was growing up, and he starts listing all the places where, you know, there was advertising. Like, you know, we had it on bus benches and fucking TV commercials, radio commercials and fucking billboards. And he, like, he just goes on and on and on. But not in dreams, that's too far. But now it's like definitely every aspect of your subliminal mind has been fucking infiltrated with uh, and impregnated with fucking um, 
all kinds of shit telling you, you know, you don't have enough, you're not good enough, you need more, you need more, you know, and, uh, yeah, that's definitely not your, uh, oh, wait, I'm on the wrong side, fuck, this thing's on the other side. Anyway, I'm gonna pump some gas, so, uh, I'm gonna sign off for now, I love you all, be well. Thank you for, uh, thank you for tuning in, tune in next time, where I talk about the same fucking shit I talk about all the time. You know what? It's new to me because I forget every single day. So there you go. All right. So fuck off. No, I'm just joking. I love you all. Be well. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify. Stop rifling through your old dusty record collection with your greasy fingers. Get yourself a goddamn Spotify account. I don't even know what voice that was, but anyway, no, all, all kidding aside, I'm not sponsored by anybody, but, well, I mean, technically, I'm using Spotify's, uh, I've been using Spotify's thing all along, I, I, I always forget that, but anyway, I just got a subscription for my birthday, and it's like my favorite thing in the whole world. I fucking, I hate clutter, I hate junk, um, and, like, these new streaming things are like the exact opposite of that. You know, they, you don't have to have a DVD collection, you don't have to have a CD collection, a tape collection, you don't have to have anything. The thing is, is I just used all my brother's shit, and I never had my own, like, music collection, not really. Or I just have, like, the shittiest fucking tapes I could find at the fucking bargain bin in the, uh, at the thrift store. Oh my god, the Christmas albums. It's 90% Christmas albums. If I drop a Christmas album, fuck, I, I don't know, I don't know what, what went wrong. Um, you know what the thing is, though? I've grown to really love uh, Christmas music. Not all of it, but I used to loathe it because it used to mean, like, like working, like, really long shifts in shitty fucking stores. And now I don't have to listen to this shit, and when it comes on, it just takes me back to a happy place. And that, that just... Like, you can acquire uh, a taste for anything, and you can form fucking positive or negative bonds with anything. Okay? So... Like, you guys, are you sitting down? I hope you're sitting down. Some people can't even stand me. Think of it. The most lovable guy you guys have ever known in your entire fucking lives. And some people don't even like me. So, that's where you can say the brain is fucking just broken down to the point where it's like, you're not even functioning at all on a logical level. That you don't even fucking enjoy the company of the one of the fucking angels God sent down to warm the hearts of the fucking people of the world. God with sentences like that coming out of his fucking mouth what the fuck is what, what's not to love i'm just joking anyway um fuck i just remembered this fucking asshole i just drove by his house there's this uh, other guy over here i don't i don't want to tell stories but you guys will never know who these fucking people are but the one guy is this old cock sucking piece of shit and he's like He's one of these guys who's like just a piece of shit and then he projects his shittiness onto other people. Like he's one of these uh, hardcore church-going Christian fucks. But um, he like cheats on his wife and he's abusive and he's a fucking horrible, horrible fucking person. But then he's like insanely paranoid and thinks that his wife's cheating on him. And he like constantly accuses of her of having affairs with everybody else in the neighborhood. And it's like, even the one guy, he's like 87 years old, can't even stand up, and she, he kept cheating, or accusing her of cheating on him with him. And it's like, that guy can't even stand up. Like, he probably still does a better job pleasing his wife than you do. But, 
shut, like, get the fuck, and his wife was just like, you know, one of those, just like, absolutely heartbreaking stories where, you know what I mean, you're just, you're just surrounded by shit people, and you just, you have this, like, deep-seated self-loathing, and then you get, like, that church involved, so you don't think, like, you, you feel this immense fucking never-ending pressure to live a certain way and you can't fucking get a divorce or you're like too afraid to be on your own and you think you have to stay with some piece of shit especially if there's kids involved it's absolutely the most heartbreaking shit i know you guys tuned in for this fucking really uh uplifting story but anyway um so this guy's been going on and on and on accusing every fucking one in their dog of fucking his wife and uh he keeps accusing her he's like so fucking abusive so anyway one of these guys that live in the neighborhood, really, really solid guy, stand-up guy, him and his missus, actually, uh, wonderful people, um, and anyway, they, uh, the guy is outside, and, and he sees this, this lady, this guy's wife, she's w walking on the street, just crying, just completely, like, just lost, and just, like, you know, just fucked, and he's like, hey, uh, like, are you all right, like, what's going on, like, what happened, and then she's just crying, she can't even, like, get words like obviously you know what I mean he's, he's been like abusing her again and like she just can't take it she's just like anyway it's absolutely heartbreaking I don't need to paint this picture any fucking clear and then this fucking guy comes up behind her and he's like he starts accusing my buddy there well I mean I, I'm not like really close to this guy but I still call him my buddy I've uh, been to his house a few times <laughs> anyway um, and, and he's like Oh, yeah, and then also, just to give you some backstory, oh, yeah, so he, so he starts accusing my my buddy of fucking, of fucking his wife. Uh, he's like, oh, I knew it, I knew she, it was you, you're you're the one that she's been fucking, blah, 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 and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, he has a, he has a, he has a thick accent I can't fucking do. He sounds kind of like the big guy from uh, Shaun of the Dead, but I can't do his fucking accent. So, nah, I'm not even going to try. See, I can hear it in my head, but I'm just going to butcher it if I try. Um... But then he was like, he said, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what the fuck are you doing to this poor woman? Like, you're fucked. And um, he, this guy, he just got back from, um, like, some sort of, he, he does, like, all kinds of outdoor stuff and canvas stuff. He actually teaches uh, people how to do, like, all kinds of outdoor shit, part of his, like, knife training. He had this big knife in his hand. He's like, oh, you fucking pussy. You need a fucking knife, um, you know, to fight. And he's like, all right, he's like, yeah, he just had a knife in his hand. It's like, he's like, and he just threw the knife into the ground. He's like, I don't need shit. He's like, let's go. And fucking, um, the thing is, this guy has, like, been in the military his entire life. He's an incredibly large, like, very, very fucking strong and well-trained guy. Um, and, the, and then this fucking idiot, it went at him. He just fucking dropped him. The problem is he has these, uh, my buddy has these huge King Shepherd fucking dogs. They're fucking massive. And they're just going crazy, you know. You don't fight around fucking dogs unless, you know what I mean, it, it's not it's not something you do. And um, luckily his buddy there was uh, was holding the dog back or whatever. I think there was only... No, no, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he's holding the dogs back. And the fucking... Um, and he, beat, he just dropped the fucking guy, and then he's like, get the fuck out of here, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let the dogs have you, like, fuck. Um, I can't remember how he said it, but anyway, it was a way better story than that if you got to hear this guy tell the story. I just, I'm like, I love, <laughs> he, the guy sounded like Bricktop at the end, he's just like, like, feed him to the pigs, Errol, or like, let, let the, the uh, what does he say, like, the dogs will finish what the pigs don't do. Um, but anyway, it's so much better in the accent. And I said to him, and I was like, I was like, this is fucked up. I hate that that happened to you. I'm, I'm ashamed on behalf of the area. 
that you moved into because this guy's new to the area, you know? And it's like, fuck, he, he's like, I moved out here because it's peaceful and I love it. I've, he's been all over the world, right? Uh, as, a, as a soldier and, uh, you know, he's been in some shit. He's like, I came out here because it's all like, you know, really nice farmers and sweet, like decent folk and like they were just, they're farmers as well. And um, he's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I was like, I'm so sorry on behalf of the area. That's not the average person. That guy's fucked. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But anyway, what I said was, I, although I'm sorry that happened to you, I'm so glad that happened to you rather than someone else. Because think of how many people could have actually been mortally terrified or, you know, this guy could have done some damage to. Instead, this guy got completely fucking dropped and, and brought back to fucking reality. Because the thing is, is this guy's a giant fucking pussy. But guys who beat their wives and kids, they get so fucking brave with their wives and kids, they forget that they're actual giant fucking pussies. They cannot actually, they can't fight like anyone even close to their own fucking size or strength or whatever. Like, even if they came across a tough fucking chick, they'd get the shit beat out of them. But they're just, you know what I mean? It's not even just like a, in those situations with the domestic abuse, it's, it's a psychological thing. Same, like, they get inside their fucking head and then they make them feel small and weak and dependent and shit. It's, it's absolutely heartbreaking. But anyway, I, um, it was a, it was a happy ending. I mean, I, the, the, I think the, I'm pretty sure the lady finally ended up leaving his stupid fucking ass and big surprise. It turned out he was having an affair with another woman, but that's, that's the type of piece of shit. Like he knows he's a piece of shit, so he just keeps projecting it onto his poor fucking wife. And, um, whatever. Anyway, the, the point of the story was that guy beat the shit out of him and then, and then he was, <laughs> he was going to feed him to his giant dogs. And, um, it's like, well, fuck, you know, at least that happened. That, that, that makes you feel a little bit better. You know, it sucks that there's a horrible situation, but like, I mean, that's, that's way better of an outcome than usually. Usually it's like the worst shit ever happens, you know? Um, oh God. You know, it's like, I remember this one guy tried to fight me, and he was a lot smaller than me. I used to be a lot bigger than I am now, and uh, I didn't think it was fair, so I didn't beat him up. I just kind of, finally, I just kept wrestling him back to pacify him. And then, later on, he ended up beating the shit out of his woman. And I was like, that's so fucked up. Like, you know, that, that, and it's like, I gave this guy fucking a break when he really needed to get the fucking shit beat out of him. I don't know if it would have helped or wouldn't. But I just, I've never regretted not beating someone up so badly in my fucking life. And, uh, I don't know, that all worked out in the end. I think that, that or I know that, that guy got help and they, they, they got whatever, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it really fucks you up. Shit like that. It's just, I, I, um, again, I'm doing that, the thing I call like the Steve Wilkos thing where you have to like compare yourself to the worst people on, on, on the planet. Um... To, to feel good about yourself. <laughs> you gotta scrape the bottom of the fucking barrel. But uh, whenever you're in a situation where you can be fucking violent and it's fully justified and like, that, it's the greatest thing in the world. You know, you shouldn't seek it out necessarily. But you know, that, that would have been wonderful if I, if I could have. Um, anyway. It's like uh, Michael Ormantrout said, no, no half measures, you know? You gotta, you gotta finish the fucking job. Sorry, I don't know why this got so fucking dark. I woke up feeling so fucking happy this morning. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened. Ah, oh, shit. Anyway, guys, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I was supposed to go to the doctor's this morning, and the doctor's office called me, and they're just, like, so fucking lost and confused. The doctor's wonderful, but the ladies work, like, a couple of the ladies working there just so fucking spun. Just have no fucking idea what's going on. Like, they don't remember whose name is what or what time it is, and then, like, this lady asked me if, if Tiffany is home. And it's like, first of all, my wife's name is not fucking Tiffany. Second of all, even if she, it even if it were, who gives a shit if my wife is home? What the fuck business is out of here? It's like, who the fuck are you going to call me at my home? At my home? When my wife sleeps? Tiffany? <laughs> that was a terrible Al Pacino. When my children play with their toys. Anyway, um, actually I was with my baby. I wish my baby was screaming. I got her to be quiet at that moment, so I should have just been like, let her scream into the fucking phone. That's baby Tiffany there. <laughs> it's like, fuck. I don't understand how this doctor's office cancels like nine out of 10 appointments. And there's nothing. Like if I miss an appointment, I gotta pay like 150 bucks. And they're like really like fucking dickish to me. But these guys miss, like, every single appointment, and it's just like, go fuck yourself. Like, I have to schedule everything around these fucking guys. They don't know my fucking name. They don't know who the fuck I am. They don't know, like, what my wife's name is, who's also a patient there. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I forgive anyone. I forgive. I forgive. That's obviously a reference to uh, American History X. <laughs> I forgive you if you hit it. <laughs> anyway, um... The Lakers are a, are a flare-up. The Celtics are a dynasty. See, one line of a fucking movie and I'm completely lost. I, I, I just get completely sidetracked. What the fuck was I talking about? Oh, I was just going to say, I, I forgive anyone for getting confused and mixed up. Um, because I am the most confused, mixed-up person in the world. Actually, that's why I originally went to the fucking doctor. Like, you... You... If your job is to organize things and, and do, like, appointments and, like, keep track of things, you got to get your shit together. Like, there's a reason I'm not doing that fucking job. I, I would fucking, like... But regardless of what job you do, if you're fucking up that hard for months on end, every fucking day, at some point you have to fucking make some hard choices. It shouldn't even be a hard choice. It should be, I... I'm either going to fucking get better at my fucking job to the point where I can do it at the most basic level or do something else. Like, fuck, not everyone is, is made to do fucking everything. Or you have to fucking put in that much effort to get better. I won't accept when I'm a lot of, 90% of the time when people are like, I can't do this, it's horse shit. You don't, you don't want to do it enough. And if you don't, that's fine. But stop fucking doing it, whatever the fuck it is. Like, fuck! I can't, I just can't stand it. I cannot fucking stand it. The amount of people that are so terrible at what they do, and they just keep doing it. And the worse, the more bitter they get, the worse they get. They just keep fucking doing it. And it's, it's just maddening. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why don't you do something else? But I'm telling you, people get locked into this fucking mode. It's just like someone in an abusive relationship, someone in a shit life. They get used to it, and that's a routine. And we are such creatures of comfort. 
you know, we just, we're, skate, we're afraid of the new, especially, you know, when we, we change things, you can get hurt, things can go bad, you know, so you, you fear change, and that's, that's what happens, and you end up in this shit situation, whether it's a shit situation at home, a situ shit situation at work, a shit situation at school, or wherever the fuck, a shit situation in your head, and you're just afraid to change, because, well, I just laid that out, you know, because change is scary. But anyway, and then the bitterness just grows and the fucking, like, oh my God. Like I said, like, we had one of the greatest experiences, considering the horror that um, has had occurred and could have had occurred uh, in the hospital, we were treated so well um, by every fucking nurse, doctor, and fucking whatever professional, and, and everyone at the hospital was wonderful. With one exception. This fucking cunt fucking nurse. I think she was a nurse. She was a goddamn wicked witch of the fucking maternity ward. Like, we were just leaving and she just fucking got right up into our fucking shit. And just was so, like, to the point where I thought, like, she was really going to hurt. Like, I had to ask her to stop. Like, you're going to hurt my precious little baby. What the fuck is wrong with you? And like just being so rude and such a cunt and it's like I don't want to deal with people like you ever I sure as fuck don't want to deal with you after I haven't slept for three days and my fucking wife has just gone through the most horrible physical and mental trauma a, a human being could ever fucking sustain and now we're dealing with your shit like you're keeping us from getting home like, from getting the fuck out of here, like you, just so you can be a cunt to us, just so you can, like, I don't even know what you're doing. You don't, you don't, you, most of all, you don't know what you're doing. The fucking baby has just as much of an idea of what's going on in the world as you do. And, ah, oh, fuck, it's just, I don't know. I can't fucking stand it. I can't stand the fact that someone is so fucking terrible. Because it's not just me. It's not just one situation. That cunt is like this with every single person she encounters all day, every day. And even when I was dealing with the people on the way out, I was so fucking angry um, that I don't even think I was polite enough to them. I wasn't rude, but I definitely wasn't polite enough. And I, so you can see how this shit trickles down if you let it. And it's just like one cunty person, it just fucking, you know. But contrarily on the other side, when you're feeling good, you can pass that along and pass that along. I don't want to be all about fucking happy, gooey, gooey feelings and shit does make my stomach turn a little, but, uh, seriously, the, because I think a lot of it is horse shit, but you know what, it's, a lot of it is also my discomfort derives, I, I say this a lot, uh, just, we're afraid to feel emotions, we're afraid to, um, to be vulnerable, again, because, you know, it, it, well, I mean, it's just there, it, you, you're vulnerable, you can get hurt, like, fuck, that's, that's, uh, that's a, that's a natural goddamn fear. But anyway, to loop it back to this fucking story I can't get past because I'm so fucking angry. Um, no one's more vulnerable than a goddamn newborn baby. So when you see cunty bitches like that coming at your way, it's just like, holy fuck. It's like, I thought I could protect my baby from horrible fucking cunts like that for uh, a little bit longer than fucking two days or three days or whatever. Oh, well, what can you do? I remember... Um, I remember I was at the fucking store, I was a little kid, and this woman came up, fucking red hair, 
you know, a fucking baby stroller, another one on her hip, fucking cigarette in her mouth, just fucking, she's like, move, get the fuck out of my fucking way, you little shit, um, because I guess we were in her way, uh, she's like crashing her fucking stroller, you know, fucking using her baby's head as an ashtray, and, um, I just, I remember, I, I ne it, never, it never left me, because I'd never met a cunt like that, you know, like some people's moms were a little bit weird or odd or whatever, but they're still, they still love you. And they don't just love their own kids, they love all children, like, in, in one way or another, even, you know what I mean, even if they get a little bit angry here or there, like, my mom could fly off the handle very rarely, but, like, you know, um, but she, she was a very loving, sweet person, so are my aunts, so are, like, almost any, anyone I ever, especially, anyone I interact with, especially moms, I'd never seen a mom like that, I'd never seen a bitch fucking, like, abs, like, especially swearing and being really, really mean to children, I'd never seen that before, so, I mean, I don't know, like, I, I just couldn't even imagine, it's like, how the fuck do you get like this, like, to the, I mean, to this day, I can't even imagine, you're swearing at children, you're calling children names, like, how the fuck did this happen to you, so anyway, if you need to take a minute, if you ever feeling down or whatever, I guarantee you, there is, I know someone has to fill that bottom position, that was a really good George Carlin bit, like, oh, somebody's, it could always be worse, it's like, well, someone's gotta have it the worst, that was like when I was talking to my cousin, the poor bastard, was, was, I don't know if he still is, uh, but he was homeless, and it's the winter, and he's like starving, he's like walking through a snowstorm, he just slept outside, and he's trying to find some food, and I talked to him, and I'm like, Hi, buddy. How you doing? He's telling me all this shit, and I'm, he's like, "Ah, you know, it could be worse." I'm like, "I don't know." Out of most people I talk to, <laughs> I think you got it the worst, buddy. I'm like, at all the people I listen to complain, and as a complainer myself, I'm like, if you need to fucking complain, believe me, I, uh, I'm all ears, man. But I think you got some serious fucking problems that are worth complaining about. But I think having that fucking can-do spirit and that whatever it, it keeps them surviving in a lot of things that would crush most people so wow what can you do man and the thing is it's like the guy's my blood i love him no matter what is going on with him <laughs> he's like i thought you uh i thought you stopped talking to me because uh you know some stuff happened or whatever uh like i went to jail i'm like i i honestly don't give a flying fuck I just figured you killed someone, you know, like, I could, that could be anybody. <laughs> I don't know, as far as I'm concerned, I still love you. Like, fuck, what are you going to do? It'd take a lot more than that to, you know, you, don't, you only get so many cousins, and then you only get so many that aren't total dicks. <sighs> anyway, what can you do? I love my, uh, my family dearly. I don't take them for granted, because the longer, the older you get, like I said, like, meeting that bitch, and then meeting so many other, uh, horrible people in life, you, you realize just how wonderful um, and how lucky you are to have a good family, you know, because you realize that isn't the norm, that isn't the average, and uh, so anyway, much like myself, you know, I, I have to force myself to do this, you guys, you should take a minute and just appreciate the people in your family that are, you know, oh, fuck, getting all fucking cheesy, that's what happens, you know, that's the, that's the whole dad thing, you turn into a big fucking bubbling pile of estrogen and fucking feelings, fuck's sakes, man, especially having a little girl, they make you soft, I tell you, it's funny when it happened to a bunch of my buddies, but, ah, oh, fuck, I was already pretty soft, off the record, god damn it, 
<laughs> uh, just show. Anyway, I love you guys. Be well. Thank you.